On this week's Bill's Pod Squad episode, Kim Pagula and I talk about our favorite homemade dishes. We'll recap the week one win. We'll also talk to offensive lineman Dion Dawkins about how he makes his elite pancake. And we'll hear from you, the fans, about your favorite moment of week one. All this and more on this week's episode of Bill's Pod Squad. Welcome to Bill's Pod Squad. We are back for another episode as your hosts, Maddie Glab and owner and president of the Buffalo Bills, Kim Pagula. Kim, they let us come back for I another know, episode. I, I can't Can it. you believe it? No, no one must have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard it did it did pretty good. Not, so. I, someone did tell me that we were trending at one point, which is like a really good achievement for me. I've never trended before, so pretty excited about it. So yeah, I'm glad to be back with you. Yeah, let's see where this podcast can go, how far we can take it into how many homes we can take it. It was a fun first episode. It's going to be a great second episode. We're going to hear from left tackle Dion Dawkins. We're going to hear about his favorite part from week one and an elite pancake that he can actually cook. So that interview is coming soon. And Bill's Pod Squad takes you beyond the X's and O's of football. We get to learn about our players as human beings. And we also throw in some fun, fun segments too. So speaking of a fun segment, we've got a top three for today, and it's sponsored mm. by ECMC. They were this week's game sponsor, the official healthcare provider of the Buffalo Bills, ECMC, the difference between healthcare and true care. Kim, since you are such a cook in the kitchen, from cookies to you name it, we're going to do our top three homemade dishes Cheers. today. So would you like so, to start us sure. off? Sure. Okay. So my first dish would be carbs. Carbs? Just carbs. Just carbs. Just anything with carbs. Is there a <laughs> carb-loaded dish carb -loaded that dish. you like to make? Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's see. How about, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with lasagna. Okay. I think lasagna, I like, yeah, that's, I could eat lasagna all day. I'm not even Italian, but like, I just, I, I could eat that. You might as yeah. well be with yes, how much you it like could carbs. Be, yes. <laughs> carbs, noodles, lasagna. Yeah, that's probably one of, one of my top three. Top what about three. you? Uh, I'm going to piggyback right off you with the carbs because uh, what woman does not love carbs? <laughs> Alfredo, homemade Alfredo oh, wow. and chicken. I've actually mastered some homemade Alfredo, which oh, really, really isn't that hard to make, honestly. It takes like 10 to 15 minutes, but I think I'm pretty good with that in the kitchen. Homemade Alfredo and some chicken on the side. <laughs> Let's see. So my second one would be, if my first one was carbs, then my second one would be sugar. Since, although I know sugar is carbs, uh, so sugar. Um, so, what would be the most thing that has the most amount of sugar? Um, I, you know, obviously cookies. I mean, it, it doesn't matter what kind. I love them all: chocolate chip, oatmeal raisins, snickerdoodles, whatever. I, yeah, cookies because they're portable too, right? Like you can just mm -hmm. take them anywhere. I was handing them out all day yesterday. <laughs> Do you have a favorite one to bake, or is it just, you know, whatever's speaking to you in that moment? Well, you know what? So I, I think of chocolate chip cookies like your jeans. Like, mm -hmm. you you keep trying. Like, I keep <laughs> buying new jeans, like, hoping, like, I'm going to find, like, the perfect pair that fits. They're not – they're all good, but, like, you just keep trying and trying. And so um, so that's what I do with chocolate chip cookies. Like, I do have a, a good one, but I keep trying different recipes, changing the recipe, just – trying to perfect it. Uh, so I'm going to say the chocolate chip, just the standard, but um, a lot of recipes. A lot of recipes that, yes. when it comes to cookies. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will match that with sugar. I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was younger, I was an ice cream queen in the kitchen. Uh. I got this like Ben and Jerry's cookbook when I was little, and it was about a bunch of different ice cream recipes that you can make. So That's ambitious. Like, ice cream is not week, easy. I was whipping up some ice cream in the kitchen, and ice my parents were like, who are you? You make <laughs> ice cream every single week. The Easy Bake Oven, remember that? That was, that that was, was my, my jam. <laughs> I, I've thought about buying an Easy Bake Oven again yeah. like multiple times. Sometimes when I walk into Walmart or Target, just, I'm like, hmm, should I buy an Easy Bake Oven today? Is just, this going to be the day where I go back into uh, making Easy Bake see. Oven recipes? That's the best. And then let's see. My third, I would say probably bread. 
bread. Yeah, back to carbs again. For any bread, it doesn't matter. Like Italian sourdough, just white, <laughs> like wheat, it doesn't matter. I just, I could, like, if go to a restaurant and if they have really say, good bread, like, I will be eating all the bread and then, like, my meal will come. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm full. And, <laughs> and they're looking at me like, oh, is something wrong with your meal? Like, no, I just ate all the bread <laughs> ahead of time. But yeah, bread, I, I could just, like, I just have not made, not met a bread that I didn't like. Bread is so good. <laughs> now, now I want to eat bread. Um, I'm going to go with some meat for my third one. Steak. Give me steak every single day of the week. What kind? What cut? I will do any, any kind. Any cut. I mean, if we're talking fancy, of course, yeah. I, I love a, a nicer cut, but I'll, I'll, I'll cook up a nice strip steak. steak. Uh, I like it, you know, medium rare. Gotta, gotta oh, have some okay. pink you're, in you're, it. Okay. Yeah. You're one of those. Okay. Terry likes his like rare. He likes it like wow. burnt on the outside and then like rare. I, I can't do that. Wow. I can't do that. So. There is also a, have you ever heard of black and blue, which is basically like rare? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I can't do that. I don't that. think I can do yeah. rare. Medium rare. It's good enough. Yeah. No, People I can't do that. People who like their steak done well. Well, I, I question. I am going to miss are that, you, though. Are well, you, are you a I know, well person? No, I'm not a well. Okay. I used to be. I used to be because I didn't really like meat, so I used to be a well-done okay. person. But but now I've con gone to the pink. You've graduated uh, yeah, yeah, I've to, gone to, to the medium? Pink. Yes, yeah, medium. Okay. Um, but, and that's one of the things I'm going to miss, um, not having this kind of new you know, year where we're in this, these protocols mm -hmm. because on away games is what we normally do is we go you out to dinner. You probably favorite restaurants yeah, so we go out to dinner, the NFL. Uh, you know, the night before the game. And a lot of them are usually steakhouses. So I am going to miss, you know, my, my Saturday night pre-meal steak. So I am going to miss that. Just get it, get it takeout delivered to the room. Yeah, it's not the same though. It, it definitely is not. It's not the same. By so. the time it gets in a car and travels to you. Yeah. It definitely is not no, the same. No, no. Especially steak. Nope. So, I, so those are my top three. Okay. That's so a good, all a sugar good. and carbs. <laughs> you had some protein in there. I had you, some you, protein you, in yeah. there. We, we, we got You're the a little bit grits, better. Carbs, sugar, <laughs> and protein. What but, more do you need in life? No. That sounds like an extra healthy diet that I should not be eating every single no. day. Uh, Kim, you touched on going on the road. The Bills are on the road against the Dolphins uh, coming up here in week two. But I want to talk about that week one win. What, what were your thoughts after that game wrapped up? 27 to 17, final score. Uh, Josh Allen passed for more than 300 yards. Yeah. That hasn't been done since 2016. It was his, his first game doing that. Uh, now as a third-year quarterback, got to check that off the list. And after the game, when he was speaking to the media, he was like, asked about, you know, does 300 yards matter? And he was like, no, what matters is the score. Yeah. And we won the game, and, and the points on the scoreboard is all I'm really going to care about yeah. when it comes to stats. So after that game, wh what were some of the first things that, that came to your mind? It, we, you were at the game, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, because it was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it still, I still, like, the, even this morning, I was like, did we just play a game? <laughs> like, you know, it just, it's just such a different feeling this year. It really is. And I remember, you know, sitting there watching the game and just thinking, like, how cool it would be really if we had a lot of fans here, especially, you know, in that first half. Like, but, uh, but we can't. So I'm sorry I'm digressing back to, <laughs> to no, things we can't have right now. It's okay. But, it's but, tough. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. It just, the fact that I think because of the no preseason, just not knowing what to expect, of course, um, having high expectations going in, the um, continuity we've had going in with Coach and Dion and some of the other guys that we signed this year. Uh, but and it was just it was just so much fun seeing those guys connect. I mean, um, you know, the amount of guys that Josh was able to get the ball to, like that was fun to see. Um, some of the new faces that we have on our team that you know. Some of them I have still hadn't even met yet, right, because of our protocols. So it was just great to see. It was really a, a big team effort, and I know Coach is, uh, you know, obviously uh, big about everybody doing their part. Um, and, you know, you had the ups and downs like you're going to have at mm -hmm. every game. and just But like you said, just win, baby, and that's, like, that's what we do. So, um, so I'm ha very happy to have it. Um, it was just – it was a weird feeling, but um, like I said, now it's like week two. Like it just – 
I know it, it seems like you never rolling. is going to, yeah. Like it seems like, oh my gosh, that football's never going to come back and, you know, get back here, right? And then as soon as week one starts, then you're like just like, on this fast I'm right track. right back in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it I is. never left off. Yep, it uh, is. Yeah. The stands being empty was completely weird. Billy Buffalo was roaming around the stands <laughs> the entire game, which I thought was one of the funniest things, just seeing yeah. pictures of him on Twitter, like, oh, Billy Buffalo's holding it down in Bill's stadium by yeah, himself. Yeah. It was fun. I, so I was sitting up in the press box area where, um, so normally during games, um, home games, I have my own suite that I have host my family and friends. And then Terry watches the game with, with Brandon and Joe Shane up in the press box in, in their own suites. But I was up with them this time around. And it's a smaller space. And I like to pace. Like, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if we're up by 21. Like, I, like, need to get need up. I need to pace. And, like, there's not as much space as uh, I normally have. So I was stressed out. I'm like, okay, where am I going to go? Like, I was, like, getting up, sitting down, like, just, you know, needing to do. And then I would just keep eating. So I, <laughs> I, so I didn't have my mask on um, that much because I just kept eating <laughs> the whole game. But um, it, was a, it was a fun experience, like I said, just happy to have football back. Yeah. Um, I think that was more importantly. And like I said, being able to see in true competition what some of the guys, the new guys, the rookies, um, you know, the veterans, the, everyone coming back to see what they can do. And it's only week one. so I know. We, I feel like we saw so much in week one we uh, with the play calling, with the players involved. Eight different players caught the ball. Yeah. You don't see we, that every single day. And that's something that we'll, we'll be able to see pretty much every single week. And to think that Brian that Dayball is, has probably just tapped into the playbook here in week yeah. one and – we saw a, a lot. We saw variety on offense. It makes me so excited for what we can see in week two and week three. Uh, you touched on the new faces on this yeah. team and, and the rookies and how they already have gotten involved. How different is it seeing them make plays on the field, but some of these guys you haven't even gotten to meet in person right. yet yeah. or really have a true conversation yeah. with? Well, and it, think about how hard it's been for them, right? So all the, you know, they get drafted and you're so excited and then you're literally just sitting at home and you're doing a lot of your off-season, you know, on Zoom calls. So, um, so even um, having the success they did for, for game one, knowing that it wasn't a normal year where they could really mesh with the team, really understand the playbook, spend the time with the coaches and the other teammates, um, and for how well they did. That just kind of really goes to the, the type of players that we drafted, as well as our coaching staff, getting them ready, um, finding a way to be ready for week one. So, like I said, excited to see what's to come in the rest of the weeks, weeks but um, just a lot to build on already. Yeah, it was so, a it was like, a fun first week. Week two is yeah. approaching quickly. It'll be week three, week four before we know it. You, right. you get let's in, not you get, get too fast yet. <laughs> let's let's enjoy like week you, one. You blink, and it's <laughs> yeah. like week six, and you're like, oh my gosh, where did the season is. go? And you know, isn't it weird how one and zero is so much better than zero and one? Even though it's only like one game, it's just like you feel like if you go zero and one, and then as soon as you get the first win, like okay, you're back to even, like. So one and zero is definitely definitely better. Yeah, it's so much better to start the season off with a win. I was thinking about that last night. I was like, dang, the Jets just started off the season with a loss. I mean, we were the obvious better team in that game based yeah. on how the two teams played. But it's easier, as Coach McDermott always yeah. says, to start fast and finish right. strong. Yep. To start with one win on the win column when you start season one and oh that's right I, I totally agree and like I said it also you know I know the Jets last year had a nice run at, there at the end mm -hmm. so um, even though we had success this week um, nothing to to kind of sit on our laurels about yet there's still a long season to go and a lot more to do and you know there's other teams that may have lost week one but are gearing up and mm -hmm. um, so we just can never uh, be satisfied and sit down and and think, you know, it's going to be easy sailing, which I, I know, well, we all know Coach. He's not, he doesn't think that way anyway, so I don't have to worry about that. Definitely not. Well, someone else who's pumped about this week one win is left tackle Dion Dawkins. So let's get into our interview with Dion, the Rahway, New Jersey native who's in his fourth year with the Bills. Here's Dion. Dion. 
Dion, we are so happy to have you with us here. Uh, we want to start off with a pretty fun question. Uh, it's sponsored by ECMC. They were this week's game sponsor, the official healthcare provider of the Buffalo Bills. ECMC, the difference between healthcare and true care. What are your top three homemade foods? Kim and I talked about ours a little bit earlier in the show, but we want to know what your top three homemade dishes are. Yes. Well, good morning to you both. Good morning. And I would say my top three dishes. I am. T I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not a huge cooker. I'm not a huge in the kitchen guy. Um, but I can make a nice craft mac and cheese mm -hmm. for number one. Um, wait, wait. When I you say craft mac and cheese, you mean like the the box <laughs> mac and cheese? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I can okay. Make a all nice right. Just, box just mac and cheese. You know, okay. You just the, wanted to clarify. You know, Okay. You know, <laughs> uh, two, I would say I'm, I can make an elite, complete elite. pancake. And when I mean that, you know, like when you go like to the store and there's like the Annie Ann's pancake and it's just like complete, you just add water and mix it up. Well, I would say stir it up and then you just pour it <laughs> in a pot. That's number two. And number three, I would say cereal, uh, just cereal milk. What kind cereal? of cereal, cereal though? What kind of cereal? Um, I would say if, if it had to be my number one choice, it would probably be Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> I have not had Fruity Pebbles in quite some time. Or, uh, or honestly, Chocolate Lu and Lucky Charms. People don't really know about them, but Chocolate Lucky Charms are elite. I had no idea those existed. Can, I do not know Chocolate, Lu chocolate Lucky Charms. No, Terry eats Cheerios every morning. He's boring. Okay. That's I mean, all he does is Cheerios. <laughs> sugar, so. Like sugar, bananas, strawberries, anything like nothing, that? Nothing, nothing. With almond oh, milk. Cheerios with almond milk. I know. Boring. Wow. <laughs> is that what he has every morning for breakfast? He does. He does. He has it every morning. And then, like, when I try to clean up his bowl, he, like, gets upset. Like, he wants me to, he, like, keeps a box of cereal out and the bowl and the spoon. Oh my so gosh. that like he's <laughs> so he there come every back morning. To it every time yeah. He's got to be ready. <laughs> yes, Dion, uh, mac and cheese, the craft mac yeah. and cheese. How often do you make that? Do you do you love making mac and cheese? Since that epic post game quote that you gave last year after the Bills beat the Jets, and you said it's it's mac and cheese. You just got to stir it up. <laughs> you just got to stir it up. Yeah. So um. If I were to answer honestly, I would say definitely since that comment, I've definitely been more dialed in to <laughs> mac and cheese. But uh Do you follow the directions? I, like, I, do you follow the direct do you follow the directions on the box or you just kind of just, not. just do it on your own? Absolutely not. I do it nice. all on my own. I boil the water, I pour the noodles in, I strain the noodles, I rip the packet, pour the cheese in there, add a little milk, some butter, and then that is the sign yeah. of a true cook, Dion. Uh, word on the street is that you and Kim trade baking tips, so I need to hear about all of this. Yes. How does it go down? Uh, Kim, when was the first time that he reached out to you Let's, about some baking well, tips? Well, actually, I think it's more, I think last year, Dion, right? He, Dion had cookies that he had never had before. Sn uh, snickerdoodles? Mm -hmm. Have you ever had a snickerdoodle? Snickerdoodles are so good. So Dion never had a snickerdoodle before, and so I was... <laughs> So this year I made him just normal chocolate chip and uh, he was asking, well, how do you keep them fresh? Like they get dry, like, right? If you don't eat them right away, they, how do they get dry? So I gave him one of my baker's tips on how to keep cookies moist after two, three, four days after you bake them. So. And it's, what was oh, the tip? I mean, I, that's oh, between Dion and I, right? It's like a secret. Yeah, like we can't, yeah. Yeah. we can't give away our secret. And that secret. Yeah, we got to keep it a secret. That's, that's why right. the cookies Bond. are elite. If the secret and was out, then everybody right. could do it. And then it wouldn't be yeah. special. That's right, Dion. Thanks for having my back. <laughs> I got you. Well, the secret is out about this Bills offense. Uh, the Bills took down the Jets 27 to 17. Dion, what was your favorite part about that week one win? Well, um, honestly, well, number one thing is the win. That's the uh, that's why we're all here is to get wins. Um, no, number two, uh, I would honestly say I was extremely happy for uh, Zach Moss 
to get his first touchdown. And I was also excited for uh, Tyler Bass to get his first kick. Um, like I know as, as a rookie, like getting that, well, I've never scored like as a rookie and um, getting just an accomplishment done where you can just start your rap sheet. It's a, it's a confidence builder and it makes them more com uh, comfortable and a better mind space where they can go out there and just play and just be free. And uh, I was definitely like happy for it and both of them. And then of course, watching Josh run into the end zone is another amazing thing. Cause we're just looking like, oh, Josh is just <laughs> la -la -la, just running into the end zone. Uh, but definitely the number one thing is the, is the big W. Well, Dion, you had a couple of touchdowns in your career. <laughs> so what, what is that like? Like running into the end zone and just scoring? Yeah, so I am blessed to have two. Um, I know a goal of mine, I want to break the record. If I can be correct, if I'm correct, I believe the record is like seven or eight. And I think it's Donald Penn that has the record. But the feeling is, is amazing because like if you think about it, right, like when people are growing up and they're playing like football, nobody thinks like, oh, I just want to be a professional blocker. <laughs> Absolutely not. Everybody has dreams of catching a ball and running and juking people and catching a ball or tackling somebody like nobody says I want to be a professional blocker. So when I was younger, I I was always like a skinny guy in a big guy body. So it was just like I can do everything that all these skinny guys do. And I call them skinnies, but they're just like skill positions like receivers, <laughs> but like those guys. And um, it's just like, hey, uh, I'm blessed to have the ability to catch and, and be a little bit more like athletic for and my size. And I'm just glad that Dable and the coaches here trusted me with the play. And I'm glad that I capitalized and I got a second chance. So I have two underneath my belt and um, shoot, plenty more to come. Six, that's right. We look forward to it. Dion, yeah. you said nobody wants to be a professional blocker when they start playing football. So what position did you want to play when you started playing football? And I know when you're young, everybody plays pretty much every single position. So which one yeah. did you want to play? Um, to be honest, in the beginning, it started off as a defensive end because mm -hmm. I just like to hit people. Um, <laughs> I was an aggressor. I just like to tackle. But then uh, as I got older, it was wide receiver Then I thought, shoot, I could play running back. But uh, I would say overall that the number one position that I would want to play in this league is, well, playing ball is receiver. Just because like you can literally impact a game with a snap of a finger. If you could just catch the ball, score, there you go, superstar. <laughs> you know, win, put the team on your back, literally. Well, judging by what we saw in Brian Dable's offense yesterday, maybe they can draw another play up for you. You've already done it a couple times, and Brian Dable was throwing some crazy things at the Jets' defense yesterday. So I've, I've got to think that maybe he has a trick up his sleeve for yeah. you, Dion. hopefully. I mean, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe it's this year. Maybe it's next year. Maybe it's the year after. But – Hopefully, uh, we'll catch somebody sleeping, and then we'll just pop up. Yeah, the time. good thing is, we, <laughs> Dion, we don't have to worry about you going anywhere. You've got many years ahead of you to, to reach your goal of seven touchdowns or yeah. whatever that is. So that's good to have you here. Yes, yeah. that's definitely a blessing. Uh, well, because of you guys, um, <laughs> I am blessed to be here for another five years. Uh, just signed a contract extension, and uh, nothing but blessed and happy to be here. Uh, like I knew like when I came or when I got like drafted here and I felt the the presence of Buffalo and how they embraced me, uh, like I knew immediately that this was one of the places that I never want to leave. And uh, people and complain like, oh, it's 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 cold and stuff like that. And I just say, well, that's why they make jackets, you know, so <laughs> let's just get it done. Did you think a Rahway New Jersey kid would end up in Buffalo uh, for multiple years? Hopefully the rest of your football career, honestly. Well, honestly, I didn't. Well, no one really thought that a kid and from Rawway could even make it to the NFL. And on top of that, especially not Buffalo, you know, and um, I'm just blessed to have that golden star and a family that 
supported me and people uh, around me that motivated me and uh, here and I'm here. So once again, I'm gonna say it, I am blessed and uh, I'm just thankful for the, the good people that I had around me that uh, kept pushing me when, when when I thought I couldn't do it. And hey, I'm, and they're still helping me me now, like, uh, and my mom, and my mom is, is, is a big uh, part of it. And she's still here and chucking away and uh, keeping me motivated and influenced to do better. Deanna, I've seen your mom on social media. You post about her sometimes. She seems like the best woman ever. Kim, have you gotten a chance to uh, meet Deanna's mom? I, I have, I think at training camp last okay. year. And, and your grandparents as well. They, they come yes. all the time. Yeah. What was the best text message that you received after you signed that contract extension? Because I'm sure your phone was blowing up there. Yeah. Uh, well, the best text message, um, well, it well, because I called and my mom first, so I got mm -hmm. her text later, but I'm going to give it to and my mom. Uh, she said, I knew that you can do it. And that just hit home. It like it was like just like, wow, like and, and my mom believed in me from day one. And she meant it and now to see it unfolding i can't imagine like how like she's feeling uh to to have raised like five kids and then her youngest son does this it's just like wow like that's a lot of success for her and for myself well knowing coach and Brandon Bean, they always say, you know, you have to earn it. So uh, I am very confident that you were well-deserved contract, that you earned every bit of it. And so congratulations uh, to you and your whole family and the team. I think it's nice to, to be able to have that consistency yeah. of you going to be around for many years to come. And I think it just bodes well. And like I said, part of the reason we won our first game this week. Yeah, because of you, absolutely. Dan, I appreciate that. having people yeah. like you on this team. Uh, I want to bring up that something that both of you were involved in. Dion, you uh, took part in a press conference hosted by Mayor Byron Brown uh, last yep. week where you guys talked about partnering with the mayor's office, you, Jerry Hughes, Josh Norman, and Taiwan Jones, uh, with the three things that you have put together that you want to get done in Buffalo. One of those, providing internet to students in the city of Buffalo who don't have it. Uh, 4,500 students will be getting that internet throughout the school year, uh, voter registration, and encouraging participation in the census. How did this yeah. idea come about? Kim, Dion, what were some of those conversations like with the team when they came to you and said, hey, Kim, we, this is what we want to do. Uh, do you support this? How can you help us? What should we do here? How should we navigate this? Right. Um, you know what? This was all really player-led. This was something that, especially the um, inner schools and the internet, that was something that was kind of on, our, on the radar. There's a um, social justice committee with the players that that's been on the radar for a while. Um, but then, especially this year, I think you guys as a team really um, galvanized and really got together and really just want to make an immediate impact. Um, and we want to make sure as an organization, we you know we knew they had a game to play to get ready for, so we want to make sure that we supported mm -hmm. them. And then we had so many employees, our, our own employees that say, how can we also help? Mm -hmm. And so I think we just kind of joined forces together. And Dion, like I said, I know you guys all had conversations in the locker room and and with each other as well that were very meaningful that kind of came to kind of just you know wh what you wanted to do um going forward yeah dan yeah. how interesting was it to land on on something like that because uh we had heard from the team you know multiple times throughout the summer that you guys have been having these great conversations and that something would come action would come and it's great to see you all pick out three things that you believe are important to, you know, a, tackle the community with, whether it's internet, census, uh, voter registration, all three very important things, uh, especially with education of, you know, young minds out there in the city of Buffalo. So how, how did that idea come about when the discussions were going on with the team? Yeah, well, um, I think that it started with, uh, with the conversation about the um, what guys were gonna do for the national anthem. And then we immediately said, well, uh, I think that there's bigger things that we need to focus on. And then we said, what can we do in Buffalo? 
and then uh, we asked questions, and then we figured out like uh, guys from from our staff, like uh, the employees here, helped us figure out who we need to speak to and where we need to get for our voices to be heard that we want to help. And then we got in touch with Sha Sha Tora, mm -hmm. and then Mayor Brown, and then uh, they said that there was forty five like hundred kids that don't have internet. And then they also said that there was close to, if I'm correct, I think it was from 250 to 500 teachers that don't have internet like as well. So it was pushing close to 5,000 people total. And if you think if one teacher has 30 kids in her class, then that's more numbers. So it was just like, all right, what can we all do? And then uh, I know guys like Harrison and, and uh, Josh Norman and uh, Taiwan, and also Jerry and myself, we came up with, well, uh, we, we have plenty of week checks. And uh, if we just all just come together, like we could just knock this thing out as a family. And then guys in the facility, even like just regular workers that don't make the, the same salaries that we make were even up for it too. And it was just like, wow. So now it's an entire family thing, which is everybody that's a part of this Bills, Buffalo Bills organization. And it was just like, all right, let's just attack it together and let's get it done. So week one is done. So I'm pretty sure that all like all that money is uh, uh, accumulated now and uh, we're gonna and get that done. So those kids can keep like keep like keep their life like pushing forward. And uh, we just thought that it was something that needed like to be done and let's just help others and let's worry about the other stuff later. Yeah, I think we take a Wi-Fi for granted, right? Like it's yeah. always everywhere we go and, <laughs> and we're on it to just check social media mm -hmm. and our emails when realizing that there's kids out there that can't even learn because they don't have access to it. And so I, I think it's a great thing. It's a great initiative. And we're, you know, we're going to be working together also to not just what happens not after this year, but what happens to the years beyond. So who knows how long this COVID epidemic is, uh, pandemic is going to last and where do these kids go after this school year is done so we're kind of looking on what what's the next plan beyond just this year so uh, more to come yeah that's awesome i love to hear that i love to see you guys being in the community buffalo partnering with mayor byron brown i mean two very powerful entities here the mayor and the buffalo bills partnering together to make change in the community uh dion i want to ask about your daughter delilah <laughs> She was born what last year during the Miami game, I believe. Yes, so she, she is she yeah, almost she a, a year now. She is about yeah, so ten months. She's ten months now. Wow. What what is it like having a daughter at home? What was uh, the pandemic when when we were all at home together for quite some time? Uh, what was it like having her in the house? Is uh, she is she walking yeah, yet? Yeah. So uh, so. My daughter definitely is a life-changing thing, obviously. It's a life-changing thing. And uh, honestly, just seeing her face and just seeing how much attention she needs all day long is incredible. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, uh, I don't take nothing for granted. I'm glad for all the help that I could possibly get. I'm glad that uh, that Diana does a great job with the baby and, uh, and my mom's help and her mom's help and her family's help. Uh, and they just knock it out. Cause, uh, like I'm training and I'm doing me and I'm trying to like get ready for the season. And, uh, it's, it's almost like the baby is a full-time job as well. Like literally a full-time job. And we have like, I have teammates here, like they have twins and I'm thinking like, you have two for the price of one <laughs> and I have one. And it's just like, wow, God bless you. God bless your situation. Cause I know it's extremely hard, but that little girl is literally the key to my heart. She is growing. She just started crawling. I'm going to say about three days ago and it started off slow. And now she is at full blown <laughs> crawl. Like you can put her down and she is <laughs> Moving well, all maybe, over maybe the place. She's gonna like, maybe she's going to be a wide receiver. Maybe you get to live live your wide receiver through her. Who does she take after? Literally. You think right. She takes, you think she uh, but, takes after you or her mom? 
I think that she definitely takes after me. She uh, she definitely has the personality. She definitely has the personality, <laughs> and she definitely has just a little bit of sass. And um, I, yeah. I, I like honestly, of course, am biased, but she's perfect. Do do you uh, way, do you have a nickname? Do you have a nickname for her? You know, yeah, you you know, have you have so, a nickname, I have so, so I'm assuming she has so one as well. Many. Um, I so I call her Manu. I call her Manu. And it was like like the first name that um that I seen her and I was like Manu and I and and I just reached in for him like Manu but <laughs> Manu oh nice M A N U wow very interesting Manu it is okay. very interesting I don't know well, where it came from it just was like <laughs> bloop bloop Manu did you ever think you could <laughs> love something so much no yeah. absolutely not. You, you know it gets you know it gets easier the more you have. You, you know that, <laughs> That's right? That's what I hear. That's what I hear. So. That's what I hear. That and at the first one is hard, and then it kind of gets real lax and lax and lax. It's like, oh, the baby will be okay. Yeah. yeah. By the fifth one, you don't even care anymore. You just let them do whatever they want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dion, that's all our time that we have with you. Thanks for joining us, chat, chatting with Kim and yep. us uh, for a couple minutes here. We, we appreciate the time and the conversation. Yeah, and congratulations on week one win. We, are the, the whole Buffalo community, Bills Mafia, we are all excited about what this season has in store for us, even under these um, unusual circumstances. But love what we saw Sunday and looking forward to next week. Yes, looking forward to it. Thank you both. All right. And hopefully All I get right. to come back and chat it up with you girls right. real soon. Okay, will do. Bye, Dion. Take care. The Buffalo Bills are proud to partner with National Grid in promoting the Safety First initiative, where every time a Bills safety makes a tackle at home, National Grid will donate $50 to the 100 Club of Buffalo in support of first responders and their families. National Grid reminds you to put safety first in your home. Kim, how great was it to have Dion Dawkins on with us? He's always such a fresh breath of air and energy. I feel like he lights up a room even when he's in it virtually with us. He always has a smile yeah. on his face. It was great to hear about his daughter and what she's doing, crawling yeah. and, and growing. Uh, a little Dion in the making, yeah. it sounds like. <laughs> no, it, it, he certainly he has such an infectious attitude, um, positive attitude about everything. And the best thing is that, you know, even though he had a daughter being born this year and he got the big contract, that's how he was before all that happened. So it hasn't changed. He's always still who uh, he's been all, all, all along. So um, it, it is always so much fun, um, enjoyable. You can see in his face how much he loves football, loves the game. And, you know, how can you not want a player like that on your team? Yeah, exactly. And I'm so glad he has been locked down for many more yeah. years to come. Uh, a locker room with Dion would be a very yeah. different <laughs> locker room, I feel like. Uh, I want to talk about just game day through an owner's eyes, because I have to imagine it's it's so different from an average fan. It's so different uh, from how I watch a game and I'm preparing for our post-game show that we do. Uh, but specifically this game day, let's start out with just how completely different oh. it was for you, because you're usually it, in your suite, you were with Terry, and you were with Brandon and Joe and Dan yeah, in it, a suite. Like, I mean, was, was it completely different from getting well, out of your car in the morning it, to get it was to yeah I mean even okay so I usually start my morning at baking cookies mm -hmm. which I still did so okay. I was I was like okay so I gotta kind of keep there. I gotta yeah I gotta keep some things normal so I did get up in the morning and did bake cookies but I I wasn't in a rush usually I'm like rushing because like you don't want to get in traffic yeah <laughs> <laughs> and we usually have a, poli a police escort to get us through the traffic mm -hmm. We didn't have any this time. Um, just kind of just went our own. I, th I don't think I got to the stadium till like after 10, which is really late for me. Um, and Terry sometimes gets there like at 6 a.m. Wow. Um, and then gets dressed there. And, and I usually come a little bit later. But but yeah, like getting there like at 1030 was crazy late, late. Um, but no traffic. No <laughs> so, traffic. No traffic. I know. It was, it was a little bit crazy. And then, so I did the whole testing protocol that week. Mm -hmm. And so actually it was my first time in the office was on Sunday. Whoa. Yeah. So it was just weird coming through and like, it was just quiet. Like, you know, not a lot of people in the office, um, you know, 
my office still looked the same. Uh, it just it, it was just a whole different feeling um, and then going down on the field So what I usually do is you know after that um, I'll get dressed I usually go down on the field to greet fans sponsors um, The team things like that and just walking out there Yeah, it was just you know it, like my favorite part is like when you walk out of the tunnel and then it just the field just like opens up Right. It's, it's just an awesome feeling Like I'm there. I'm like Okay, the sidelines are usually <laughs> packed. There's yeah. people in the stands. Yeah, usually there's people yelling, you know, down down from the the side yeah. of the tunnel there. The music um, is pumping in, yeah. and you walk out, and it's like cloudy and probably drizzling, and you're like, yeah. "And this okay. is game day." Yes, it is. But but still, like I said, to see another opponent, <laughs> which is <laughs> which was nice because we haven't seen an opponent, right? So mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't even have um, scrimmage with another team or anything, or obviously without without the preseason. So just he, seeing another you know, opponent there, like, okay, all right, this is, okay, this is a game day, like, we, we are on, so um, it was just, like I said, just to be there on the field, there, believe me, there was still plenty of energy there, the guys, like, if you think about it, they've been in these Zoom calls and training camp and meetings um, for so long without true competition, so they were still pretty amped up, and you could feel that energy there, so it was, it was nice to be there, and then um, I usually watch it with my my uh, family and, mm -hmm. and friends and a much larger suite and with a couch and a TV and all that. And uh, this time I watched it up in the press box with uh, with uh, our GM, Brandon Bean and Joe Shane. Was and it very business oriented? Oh, is it, it is. Is it like it is. comfortable and fun in your no, suite? No, 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 it is not. <laughs> it, well, in my suite, yes. In your it, suite, yes, in my suite, it is. But in this it suite, it was, it was probably down to business. Yeah, Eyes I, are locked on the field it the is, entire and, time. And they're probably really annoyed with me because, <laughs> you know, they all have their own like seating. So I always sit in, in the back mm -hmm. and one is closer to the food right which is like just a important game day anxiety thing and then I always like I have to like they'll sit unless they have to go to the bathroom they will just sit through the whole game right I'm like up down up down like you know <laughs> just you know and then I'm pacing and I'm walking and I'm eating and I'm in the bathroom out of the bathroom like so it, you know, and there's not a, that much room and where they watch the game for me to do that. So I was just feeling very anxious. <laughs> I was like claustrophobic. I'm like, where am I going to pace? Like, what's going to happen? Like, so, um, so it was just an interesting dynamic. And I, I don't, like I said, I try to kind of like keep quiet and not say a whole lot. Yeah. And, um, so, but um like I said, but I a win's say, a win. Is, a, a is anybody thing. loud in that press box? Who was um, the loudest person in there? You know, it's, I don't know about loud. There's just like random like shout outs yeah. about stuff. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it's good. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. <laughs> it's just they're really quiet and they're just all of a sudden like this burst of words. <laughs> not for me. Not for me. So yeah. are, are you usually, in a normal game day, I'll say, are you usually pretty loud or are you just pacing no I'm I'm quiet I'm quiet, quiet. Okay. so 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 this game I had my iPad so I was watching the, the on the NFL game pass with my headphones in then I had the the closed caption on on the TV wow. as well as like on my phone <laughs> going through Twitter it's just like I it's like a multitasking thing you, you know like, so you had like a five screen experience right I did I did it was like there's like did you even see the play? And I was like, yeah, but, and there was such a delay. I don't know how you watched it, mm -hmm. but there was such a delay. So I'd watch it on the, on the field and then I could like see like two plays later um, on my iPad. So, um, but like I said, it's just kind of, I, I just, it's hard for me to just sit and watch a game. It really is. What are you watching through an owner's eyes? How are you watching the game? Because you, okay. you spoke on yeah. the screens that you're watching through and, and you're watching the game take place, and so is Terry. But what are some things that you guys are, as owners are watching for okay. during the game? Obviously, so, it's got to start out with win. Right. Well, no. So what I watch for is, um, is because there's so many more experts in that room <laughs> that I'm watching the game with. I actually watch more as a fan. Okay. So... Like a fan, I'm watching where the ball is, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there, and I've, I've, they've, you know, they've told me some tricks before, and like, listen, don't, you know, don't watch the ball. Like, pick a player. Like, if you want to really kind of learn and study that position, pick a player, and then just watch them. Don't watch 
the QV, don't watch where the ball is, just like pick an, I've done that a, a few times, it's not <laughs> as much fun. So, so I, I, like I said, I watch it like a fan, like just, you know, um, you know, who's open, where is he throwing completions? Like, you know, is it gonna be, you know, looking to see who's on the field, you know, who's, you know, are we gonna um, pass, are we gonna run, you know, kind of what, what that is and trying to guess. So um, I truly like to watch it as a fan. And then as well as, you know, things like what's on the Jumbotron. Mm -hmm. And, you know, usually it's like, you know, what concession foods we have, you know, where's Billy Buffalo? Like trying to like experience and look at things objectively more as a fan would see it as a game day experience. Mm -hmm. So would you say Terry watches very differently oh, than you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like I, if you ask him like, hey, uh, did you see that, you know, ad on the Jumbotron? He'd be like, what, <laughs> what, what Jumbotron? ad? <laughs> yeah, what Jumbotron? Like, yeah, oh, no, no. They're, and he does, you know, they, um, so there's multiple TVs in, that on, in the room. And so they will look up because, like I said, there's a delay after, so but they're the focused replays. like on the field. They are focused on the field. And, and I will say that actually, I think being up in the press box, it is much easier to understand and see the plays evolve. Unfold and happen. Yeah, I, I stayed there on the sideline one time. I, me I meant to get off last year, um, and I think we were doing special presentations, so, um, so it was on there like for the first you know, play, and I was like, how do these guys coach down here? You can't see anything. It I was like, really how do they coach the down sideline. there? Yeah, it, it really it's is. It's so easy to get distracted on the sideline. Yeah. I used to be the radio reporter when okay. I was at Tennessee. And a lot of the times I was hunting down to see, you know, who was in the injury tent and, and if they were okay and, and coordinating with the PR person on the sideline. But there's like 5 million things going on the sideline that I'm just like, uh, uh, Yeah, and uh. you have to see through them, right? Like you, get, you don't get like the bird's eye view to understand where all the like pieces are going. So, I, yeah, I don't know how they do it on the – on the sidelines. So the game wraps up and what happens for owners? Do you so, do you talk with Terry right after the game? Do you talk with Brandon, yeah. Sean? How does that kind right. of um, unfold as, so as the clock So what ticks usually zero? happens, and I don't know why, like I just, this is just something I've always done. Like I never go down to the locker room. It's not one of those like, hey, females shouldn't be in the locker room. It's just something mm -hmm. like I've never, um, I've never uh, done, um, thankfully, because this year there's a limit on who's allowed in the locker room, so I, I don't take up a space. So, um, so Terry and the rest of the guys will leave a few minutes early. That's the other thing. I don't, I don't like to leave the game like early, but all. for them to go down to get to the locker room by mm -hmm. the end of the game, they always leave a little bit early. And so I usually just meet Terry back at his office. Um, usually, you know, might be a celebratory drink. Um, after, nice, much deserved, yeah, right? Yep, um, after the, the game in his room. Usually we sit there and like wait for traffic to go, but there was no traffic. That's so, so true. But yeah, you know, usually we, um, you know, just check in with Brandon and coach. Um, we have a, we usually meet together today anyways, um, post game. But um, we always just like connect on, on some things um, post game. So, and it's just a matter of just relaxing and just kind of, enjoying it and, and talking through it. Um, and then we go home and watch the Sunday night game. So yeah, it's a, um, it's, it's a nice ritual. I, I miss it. And like it's it. a little bit different this year, but um, it's, it's still there. There's still a comfort to yeah, game there's, day. There's a comfort knowing that football's back in, you know, for a few hours during the day yeah. when the team's on or when you're watching another game, it's like, oh, but, normalcy does exist. Yeah. Maybe there's just a bunch of masks on the sideline, but this kind of feels normal. Uh, one thing that was new on the sidelines and, and all over uh, game day and all over mm -hmm. several games was all the social justice initiatives we saw in place for week one and yeah. that will continue to, to be in place throughout the whole season. So we saw some of the helmet decals, whether mm -hmm. players were wear, wearing phrases or honoring a victim of police brutality or racism. And then we saw the writing in the end zones and racism. It takes all of us. A lot of the commercials sure. uh, were surrounded on social justice and, and educating people on black history and things like that. So it's, I would say it's, it would, this didn't exist last year at all. And, and to yeah. see all of these initiatives in place in week one, uh, revealing, you know, what this entire season is going to look like uh, for the NFL as a whole and teams and players to push and say, this is very important to us. We want to take a stand. Uh, what was your take on, on some of the things yeah. we saw on the sideline, the helmet decals, uh, and involvement that you've had right. with the team? Yeah. You know, I, I think if, if um, obviously COVID 
taught us a lot of things. And I think one of the things, though, it did teach us is that these football players, you know, they're amazing athletes. Um, they, you know, we, we put them on um, on a pedestal as, as a skill and entertainment. But with COVID, without football, without sports, you know, they're, they're humans, though, right, at the end of the day. And I think this really highlighted that these are human issues that we all deal with. And, um, and seeing them, um, like I said, kind of be really human and then knowing that they also play football and kind of putting the two together, I think was, it was really important this year. I think it just gave a really human element to our players and to the league uh, that was, you know, obviously very needed. Um, I think it was great. I think it was a great, you know, I don't, I don't want to say the word initiative because I feel like that's just kind of like a temporary mm -hmm. thing. If, you know, want to say awareness, I just think that putting money for the awareness, putting the time and the effort and the resources and all those things that you mentioned at the league level and then as a club level um, really helped drive a lot of the conversations and the actions. And I think that's what everyone's been saying, right? Okay, great, but what happens next? Mm -hmm. Like, what, what's the next step? What, what do we do? And really proud of our players because that's the same conversation they had. Like, listen, we will wear the decals, we wear the, you know, the warm-up T-shirts that said end racism, we will do all these things, but we actually, we want to see something happen like right now and, and how can we help? And so the initiatives that we talked about getting Wi-Fi in the inner cities uh, schools for kids that really, you know, a lot of them are minorities, right? They, they're in a city school um, system and whether it's, you know, lack of um, funds, lack of just being able to get to places that might have Wi-Fi, just imagine if like you really couldn't go to school, right? Like how you know um, disparaging that would be uh, for kids of, of all ages. So and it was great for the guys to really understand a need that mm -hmm. our community has. And listen, these guys are from all over the country, um, even um, from the world. So even yeah, um, very true. Yeah, uh, Christian Wade, who's mm -hmm. you know from the UK. Mm -hmm. So for them to say like we want to make an impact, but also impact in the community of Buffalo, even though they're, they've got foundations elsewhere, they're from other you know, towns, they grew up in other areas, uh, for them to say we want to make an impact right now in, in, our, in the city of Buffalo um, was amazing. And I think Dion touched upon it, like this is not just a player thing, this is an organizational thing, and then we're really expanding it, not just the Buffalo Bills, but like all through all our organizations, um, helping to drive that because it's gonna be so important. Um, but like I said, there's still so many things though we are still doing. I actually was very fortunate. I got to speak to the guys via Zoom. Um, oh, that's awesome. On Monday. I actually, it's not as bad on Zoom, but <laughs> I will tell you, because I don't know how coaches do it. I don't, you know, obviously that's his job, but, um, but when you sit there and stand in front of, you know, well, usually 53, 63, yeah. I don't, we're up to, I don't know how many guys we are now this year, but, and they're all just like staring at you back at you. It is, it is intimidating. It is not the easiest job to stand in front, of, especially because I'm like 5'2", right? Like, you know what I mean, right? Some of these guys are humongous, but um, so I was able to do that uh, before, but then this year uh, doing it on Zoom because I did want them to understand and listen, we all have day jobs, right? But we all know how important uh, these issues are. And so I was able to really talk to the guys, um, kind of lay out kind of where we are, what the priority is, and then making sure that they understood and that the support behind not just Terry and I, but the whole organization is behind them. And we wanna you know, get some of these initiatives, some of those priorities we talked about voting. People go vote. Um, sign up to vote, actually register to vote first, but mm -hmm. then go vote. And then the census, which is actually is ending at the end of at September. The end of the month, yeah. So we all want to be counted. We all want to have value and worth. So you need to go and fill out your census. I did mine this weekend. So, all right. I got it done before. Yeah, the I have to go back to Florida and, and do mine because I actually because I'm a resident of Florida. But um, but it really it, it it's going to make a huge difference in our community uh, by doing your census. But um, I just wanted to say like those are the things that we are as an organization and we we got you guys like we you know you have our support and we want you to go out there and understand that yes football is important we know these things are important as well and we are doing something about them mm -hmm. so um it was just it was like i said it's been a great several months um as you know we've had a lot of different initiative we've done internally uh whether it's our um 
Listen, Learn, Love mm -hmm. uh, Town Halls, yeah. which we're going to be having another one soon, um, as well as our um, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council we just started. So a lot more to come, and I, I've just really been amazed about the response that we've gotten from a lot of our staff members who did never voiced their opinions before, um, never said that this was something that you know they felt so strongly about and wanted to be a part of. So that was really that was cool to see. You know, just people that maybe were a little bit more behind the scenes mm -hmm. um, really speak up. So yeah, that's I think really I think COVID shook a lot of us up yeah. and in realizing some of the issues in this world and and how we can all play a part in helping fix and end these issues and we talked about last week the the action part of all of this and yeah. it was so cool to see the action part of this come together in the in the middle of a season yeah. you're, you're getting ready for week one and and yet here are the players and you un, unraveling hey we're gonna we're gonna give some internet to 4500 kids okay. in the city of buffalo we're also going to encourage census participation participation and and voter registration Everyone is so busy, but sometimes in moments like this, you realize, okay, this is bigger than football. Right. Yes, yep. football is important. Yes, this is how our players make their money, make their living, um, you know, but pouring into things like this, issues like this, social justice initiatives, it's so important to do right. so. And it seems like, you know, life sometimes pauses a little bit. To, yeah. to get things like this done, and it was so great to and see that happen. It's, been, it's great because I, I think I've learned um, through a lot of different, you know, um, initiatives and, and giving back that usually, you know, you, you think you're helping somebody, right? But usually are the ones that, like, actually receive more, yes, right? And whether whatever that. is going on in your life and you think, well, I, how am I supposed to do this? Like I said, I'm busy. I got all that. But then when you do give in some way, it doesn't even, whether it's time, whether it's resources, whatever, it's just, you know, having conversations. Like, you actually, like, it makes you feel better, right? Like, you think, like, oh, I'm going to help somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you actually helped yourself. Right. And which is a good thing. Yep. And I think that's how um, a lot of us are feeling right now in a time when we all could use a little bit self-love. Um, I think giving is the greatest way to to kind of give yourself some love back. Yeah, I really agree with that. And I'm excited to see uh, what's to come with this partnership with the mayor's yeah. office yeah. and the team. That That's such a great thing to begin. And I think it's something that can, you know, last far beyond when a lot of these players are, are on this team. I, I agree. Like, you know, it, it's not a one and done thing. It can't be. You know, there's going to be issues whether, you know, it's next year, whether or not we still in some type of a pandemic state ne uh, next year. But these kids, you know, they, you know, it's every year. They need help every year. So um, trying to put together something that will really last and make a big impact for them um, as they grow and develop and, you know, go on to whoever, you know, they end up being in life. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Well, let's get to our Twitter question and our oh, fan yes. answers. So we posted a Twitter question after the game. It was, what is your favorite part of week one? What was your favorite part from the win? Uh, we've got some great answers okay. from our fans. So I'm going to read a couple of them off, Kim, and we'll, we'll okay. comment on right. some of these answers. So we've got one from Bubba. He said his favorite part about the week one win was Josh distributing the ball to multiple targets. When teams watch the tape, they really can't zero in on digs, Brown or Beasley. You have to line up and defend all the Bills targets. Josh will not be running as much in other games. The run game will the run game with Singletary and Moss will get better. Um, yeah, Bubba, I agree. Multiple yeah. targets, eight different players uh, to see Josh run the ball like he did, to see Zach Moss and Devin Singletary get involved yep. a little bit. I was talking to Eric Wood during the post-game show that we did, and I said it, it looked like an offense of 31 flavors out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that is exciting to see that, you know, Josh now has so much flexibility. You know, Brian Dable has the flexibility. Um, even Knox was, you know, had a great catch there um, as well. So our tight ends, you know, like I said, all the different positions. Um, and, you know, no one was no one was trying to be a ball hog either, right? So sometimes, you know, you get a lot mm -hmm. of, of, of these uh, guys that really want the ball, which is great. That's what you want. But he was able to distribute that ball with so many different weapons and just gave him the flexibility. It's gonna, it, it will be hard for other teams to figure out what is what we're doing on offense when you have those many guys um, that you can go to um, at any point in time. And, and Josh really, like I said, 
at least week one, he looked like he really um, took a step forward as well, just making some great throws, um, some in tight windows, you know, and like I said, a lot of different people that he didn't have before. So it's, I don't, I'm excited a to see. A great place yeah, to start and is. a lot to build off from yes. that win. Rob says that the defense looked so confident they are ready to play against anyone. And this is a defense uh, that has said multiple times they want to push up from where they were last season. They want to be better than the third defense ranked defense that they were last season. They want to be better than the second ranked scoring defense that they were last season. And I think we saw flashes of, of that during Sunday's game. And you hate to see uh, players like Tremaine Edmonds and, and Matt Milano go down and, and go out of the game. Uh, but to also see the wheels not fall off yeah. and to see the defense, you know, keep playing the stout defense that they're known for even when backups were. And I think was something that was uh, very telling about this yeah. defense in, how, in the game. How great come. is that? Like, oh, we were three, but like, we want to be two. We want to be one. Like, you know, just thinking like they have, there's no mentality there that like we've arrived right on our defense, even though we've had top defenses for multiple years, They're always trying to get better. I, I, that's just such a great, um, you know, attribute of the whole defense and our coaching staff and obviously uh, Coach McDermott being on the defensive side of the ball. But um, it's just great to see them still hungry, right, to be better. And, like, that's that's what you want in your defense, right? Um, so, but I, I agree. There's, um, you know, that's, we all know there's going to be injuries. I mean, every team is going to deal with it and how we deal with it. And I know this uh, past year with the draft, you know, I think Brandon was really looking at some of the depth and really starting to, to plan some of that um, for upcoming years and for the injuries he knew were, were going to happen without the preseason. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, our defense, like I said, I don't know. There were always the, the um, argument, right? Defense wins, <laughs> or is it, but now it's like everyone's like, no, it's the offense, like the offense. Like the offense. So, so I mean, I know that debate is still up for um, up for sale, but I, I mean, I'll take both. But um, but I just like I said, I think that our defense gives us an opportunity, and now that that our offense is has so many weapons, um, it just it just allows them to you know get some more W's under. And we don't have we don't have an easy schedule. No, they have okay. the fifth hardest schedule yeah. in the NFL when it comes to playing against teams uh, with last season's record. So yeah. it's not going to be easy sledding for How this team this year. How crazy was it? I, I think at one point in the game, like our offense was, I was like, um, has our offense been off the field yet? <laughs> they were like played for like The time of possession minutes. was like 41 to yeah, 19. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was, it, was. it was great to see. I want to see that every single it game. Was. All right, our last uh, answer to our Twitter question is from C. Dayfler. He says, the unity. The Bills came out despite everything going on in this world and played as brothers. They play well because they love each other and want to do well for each other. There's no black and white or COVID-19. There's just football, and I loved every second of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like we hear so much about how much this team loves each other, um, how much they're friends off the field, how much they really care yeah. for each other, how much they, you know, understand each other, know, know each other's stories, know where they came from. And I think sometimes with how much we hear it, it, it maybe not necessarily can get old, but it's something that you can get very used to and you hear frequently. Um, yeah. But it's not often that teams like this exist. I've covered many teams from different colleges, and not every team yeah. has been like this. Yeah. Teams have been very different. And so to have something like this and to have it for more than one season, I think is something that's super unique, and it just speaks to the type of locker room that Brandon Bean and Sean yeah. McDermott have created um, since you guys hired mm -hmm. them on. Yeah, you know, the talk about continuity, right? That is so important, especially, I mean, no one knew that COVID was gonna happen, so this was gonna happen regardless. Um, how important it is, not with our coaching staff, uh, with, you know, Brandon and Sean together as a team as well, but even just, you know, um, signing the guys that we drafted with Dion and, and Trey, like being able to really develop them and now knowing that we have them for uh, multiple years ahead, um, you know, this being, you know, Josh's um, third year, it's, it's just, it is, there's so much of that togetherness that you can, you, you can only get close with, with being together, right? So having a lot of um, these guys coming coming back and then um, throwing in some new fresh talent. And um, I think really 
And those people that, that coming in, I think they can feel it right away too, right? Like they know that this is a special team. And does that guarantee wins? No, but like it just it definitely gives you. Helps. Yes, it, I I'm a true believer that it definitely helps, and it it gives you um, each other to go through when their hard times happen, which happens every every season. So um, I definitely think this is a special team. I think the you know the guys know it, and they're exuding that on the field as well. So. It's can, definitely yeah. infectious, and, and to watch some of the news po new players already feel that yeah. and feel, you know, feel the connection, feel the together togetherness, feel the brotherhood. I mean, you look at Stefan Diggs during a practice, and he's out there dancing with Gabriel Davis or has, like, a big smile on his, fa yeah. his face or, you know, messing around with Josh Allen. It's like, oh, mm -hmm. you, you yeah. seem like you've been on this team for, like, two See, seasons Did you play a team sport? Yes, I played softball That's growing softball. up. So. Okay, I didn't play a team sport, so I missed that. So It's really cool, you know, getting on a team, and you could probably point back to, you know, a couple teams, depending yeah. on how long you play and when you started to play, but you could point probably to one or two teams, and you're like, that was that was my family. Yeah. Like, yeah. for at, for some point of, of time, for for a couple seasons, those were my sisters. Those were the people yeah. who, who knew everything about me. Those were the people who supported me in the worst times and lifted me up in the best times. Yeah. And, and I've got to believe that's how this team feels. And, and it's something that not everybody gets to taste or yeah. experience. It's, it's unique and it's really cool. I wish I, I wish I had played a team sport. So yeah, I, I can totally see that how, how wonderful that must be to be so close with a group of, of people yeah. um, around you that you get are a little bit through. of sense of it from this team though yeah. I'm sure no, you, no, you get we, a taste. We uh, no, I, I definitely do. I just I wish, like I said, with this COVID going on, you you just don't have the access as much. And it's not as easy to have mm -hmm. those casual conversations yep. or you you know just pass by a guy in the cafeteria and you you know just sit there and chat about different things. Like I just I miss those kind of. They're like scheduled meetings you know it's just not the same mm -hmm. but um and then even on the on the away games you know those were always fun times i always love going um to the away games with the team because it's just a lot of like you said a lot of the bonding a lot of interaction yeah and, and seeing the guys together and whether it's in the meal room things like that but um so we'll just have to make the best of it this year but that's more important than ever this year and i think the the last few years that that Sean and Brandon have really put that, laid that foundation of those right guys and them being here this year has certainly, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's completely during, paying off right yeah, now. It, it really is, so. Well, Kim, so. that's the episode. That's another episode, that's already gone. episode in the books, already gone. We're gearing up for week two, week one in the books with a win. Okay. So yep. it's the second right. episode heading, of Bill's Pod heading, Squad. Heading down to South Florida, so I will not see you there, but. I will be there in spirit. I'll be tuning in. I'll be probably We're gonna have screaming fans there. at a TV. We're going to have fans That's there. So that'll be, be interesting to see. I wonder how many Bills fans are going to be there. Because, you know, I know it's limited, but we always represented really well in Miami. So I'll be interested to see. I hope there's at Bills. least a few. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. They, they find a way. They'll, they're going to find a way to get there. <laughs> they'll break into the stadium <laughs> if they need That's to. Right. That's right. Thanks, Patty. Kim, thanks for the time. Appreciate it.